delicious. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk. Uh, preseason's getting seriously underway now as we have two more friendlies under the belt plus preseason uh, tour of Hungary as well. So we're going to talk about that as we, as the players have run through some serious heat so far uh, this preseason. As we will do our best to sit in the heat and talk about Rotherham United for a bit. Um, we've got the same guys last week, so we're going to start with Mick. Hi, Mick. Hello. Right. Uh, you're not built for this heat, are you, mate? No, I'm not, mate. I'm not, says he. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> um, Ben's back with us. Ben's still got a pot on his arm. Uh, ben, you are yeah. much more suited to this heat, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and Danny, 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 Danny Glavis is with us again, mate. How are you dealing with the, this little heat wave we're having? Um, I've currently got two fans on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, hot. which is which is at least one more than this podcast got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's been a busy week for Rotherham. Uh, like I said, there's some transfers to talk about, and a couple of friendlies which we'll talk about as well. So we'll get straight into this. No bother with England chat this week. We ain't gonna bother ourselves with that, thankfully. Um, so we we'll played two games in two games. Two games in two days is what I meant to say. I don't think it came out like that, did it? Um, it's a 2-2 draw away at Rochdale and then a 3-1 win away at Harrogate in consecutive nights. Rochdale will be the first one. Uh, Danny, you went to the Rochdale game. Uh, if anybody wants to yes. see the report, it's on New York Talk, which you'll be able to see Danny's report on there. Um, nice to go back. Wow, how many days after that horrendous day in 2020? It was about, about 500 days since we last <laughs> went to Rochdale. Something like that. But yeah, it were, uh, <clears throat> it was just nice to be on a proper away day because I mean I mean we were away at Park Gate but it's not a proper away mm. day. Um but me and me went me and my mate went across on the train which was a Titanic effort. <laughs> the, amount of, the, the amount of juggling we trained you have to do around Manchester is ridiculous. <clears throat> but um a bacon was saved by an Uber driver who got us to Rochdale station for the uh, for the train home actually got us home so we didn't have to get back to Sheffield about half one in the morning. So we got back at about 10 to 12 instead, which is much better. <laughs> Some serious commitment for a friendly, I'll tell you, mate. Uh, oh, yeah. 2-0 <laughs> um, down, pretty, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, again, we've not seen this, so I'm going to come to you a lot on this, Danny. Um, it sounded like a pretty poor performance overall from saved with a couple of heroics at the end. I, I, is that how you would sum up the performance as well? Yeah, I'd say... Um, we were very off pace to start with. I mean, it's only a pre-season friendly and mm. people have been saying don't look too much into it. But you can sort of say we look really tired. And I think that's a mixture of the heat and just coming back from Hungary. Um, so it's, it's one of them things where you can't blame them for being mm. off pace in hindsight. But at the time, now that you're, you're back watching them, you just want to like, come on, just get into them. Get into them and score early. Um Nil-nil at half-time wasn't too bad, I guess. I mean, we were we weren't the better team. Rochdale were far mm. better, but at least with nil-nil, it's like 
bit of optimism for the second half. And then they get a penalty. Oh, no. They score a second one. Oh, no. Let's just go home now. We've had enough. Let's just go home. Um, but no, Chio Ogbeni came on, changed the game completely. He's going to be a force in League One next season because he has that ability to come on and just flip the game on its head mm. straight away because he went through their defence like they weren't there, won the free kick, which new signing Shane Ferguson assisted from. Uh, we'll get on to him in a bit. Um, and, yeah, it completely changed the game. So, yeah, we played poorly, but you can take one positive from it in that when we've played poorly, we have that character to still grind something out of it, which you could say is quite promising for League One if we want to get out of it again. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, was it a 4-4-2 the formation, did you know? Um, I think we started with a 4-4-2, but by the end of the first half, it looked more like a 5-3-2. Mm. Because there was, um, I think Matic was playing centre-back, uh, left-sided centre-back at one point, and then Miller was wing-back. Because okay. so, at times it was like, what formation are we playing? Mm. Everybody were sat around me was just like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a five, sometimes yeah. it's like a four, I don't know. Yeah, I'm interested in formation. Again, none of us went to the Harrogate game. We watched, me and Danny watched it on, uh, on, that, on the worst camera angle ever. So again, it was impossible to tell the formation. But according to Paul Davis' advertising, was, that was a 3-5-1-1, one, one, so 3-5-2 effectively. Mm. So it's interesting for me. I, I'm, really, I can't, I'm really interested. One of the most interesting things so far of pre-season, because not been many signings, is the formation. Ben, we talked a lot, a lot, a lot on this podcast last season about formations. I am a massive fan of 3-5-2, 5-3-2. I think it gives you so much flexibility. It's a lot more attacking than people think. Where are you sitting on the formation, Ben? Or are you just sort of waiting wait until we get in? Where are you sitting on that? Uh, it's hard to see where all players are at because you don't know who's improved, who's gone down. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, it's so hard to tell because... The formation that I like is the one that fits all the players we've got. Fits all the players we've got. I don't really see how Trio fits into the three-five-two. True. You know what I mean? And he's one of our best players, I think, and one of our biggest threats. And I don't really want him bench bombing for forty-five minutes, but he might be able to play that right wing-back role. It's so hard. I've not seen him play in the flesh mm. uh, for so long, but I liked it last season, especially with Woody in that middle. Mm. Middle, middle, at uh, middle at three, but if Cook scores, you know, I say, do you still play that formation? Because who's your attacking midfielder? You know what I mean? Who's going to sit behind the striker or going from uh, one at three middle? So I liked it with the players we had last year, but I can't really comment on this year. Okay, uh, I mean, with League One, there might be a bit more flexibility in terms of having att more attacking fullbacks. It would have been pretty scary in Championship to play Chiu and Mikel Miller as your two wing-backs. In League One, can we maybe get away with that? Because the, we're, we're going to be playing against teams, we, we know this from last time, Mick. How many times come in and sat in New York and frustrated us? And, we're, and when we were playing 4-4-2, it was impossible to break them down. We just really struggled. We can, in maybe not against the bigger teams, but we can maybe afford to go a bit more aggressive with our wing-backs if we choose to go that formation. Yeah, I mean the key the key position in in, in that uh, that formation is wing back, as you pointed out. Yeah. Um, and and looking at what we've got at the moment, we haven't really got any wing backs, any out and out wing backs. You know, 
you know, we know Wes Harding can do it, but that's not really his game. Joe Matic can do it, but it's not really his game. If you were to play those two as wing backs because they can they can perform that role, then it cuts down your options in midfield. Of, but can Harding perform that role? Yeah, I think I he can. Think yeah. can. You really can get up down that wing for ninety minutes. He's well, a big he's body. He's a big body. I don't think he, he can is. get up down for ninety mm. minutes. It, it, it's a listen, lot of weight not, to carry about. It's, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Well, listen, it's not like he's. No, no. He's, no, no. You know I don't know what you mean. Fat. No, it's no, not no. bad. Yeah, he's he's good weight. I don't think it must be hard. I think he's more of a defensive right back. I think he's very good mm. at what he does. I don't. I, I just don't think wing back too. Which, which is exactly the point. It's precisely the point. I mean, he did play that role. He did play the the, the wing back role quite a bit last season, and 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 he doesn't. You're right. It doesn't really suit him. It's a makeshift position for him. And likewise with Joe Matic, he's not a wing back particularly. Yeah, he can put a ball in and he's reasonably quick, but he's not a wing back in the true sense of the word. So I don't know. Well, I yeah, I think he is. He's all right. Yeah, do you remember that game last season against Stoke? I know yeah, Tyrese Campbell yeah. was very very quick. Yeah, but it looked like Matic were running backwards for yeah, about thirty seconds. So I'll I'll take that back. <laughs> I, I take that back then. Um, yeah, like, as, as Ben says, you know, it's difficult to know how the players have progressed um, pre-season. I, I, I'm interested in Mikel Miller. Really mm. interested in him because um, I think he's got definitely got the potential to be a really, really good player, a really good player, and a real threat. But I don't see him or I don't I'm not aware of him pulling any trees up last season at Northampton. Um he's very much an attacking threat rather than uh, a wing back in my view. So we just don't have the personnel to fit that system, I don't think, in those two c- crucial roles of wing back. Mm. I'm waffling now, to be honest. But fair enough. Know. <laughs> um, any defense? Uh, two two goals were conceded. Danny, one were a penalty, one were not. Um, I'm, I'm led to believe that the pe- Rochdale penalty was soft. Uh, I, I mean, I, I thought it was personally, um, but from where from where we were in the stand, it looked like Matic barely touched him. Mm. Uh, it was it was more of a his leg was out and he sort of like fell over his leg rather mm. than uh, Matic making contact with him. He made contact with Matic and then got the penalty. Mm. Um, but I had a look on Rochdale's gallery for the game uh, earlier today. Or was it yes, no, yesterday, sorry. And they've got a picture of the moment the penalty is effectively awarded and Matic does have his arm round, <laughs> round the rock okay. round it. Rick Beasley. <laughs> Rick Beasley, their number nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, he had his arm round so. his middle, so it's like, oh, okay, it might have been a penalty then. I might have to <laughs> concede that one. Um, but their second goal, it it, it it really showed a little bit of weakness, I think. Mm. Not, not like on the far right-hand side where Harding is, but like that right centre-back side. Mm. Is the, uh, their number 10 got the ball, went forwards, dragged our right centre-back wide, played it back across the box, and it were a goal. Nothing mm. Victor could do about it. So it, it were a little bit of a weakness there, but I think at that point we still had some of the young players at the back. I think Jake Hull was still on okay. uh, and, and he got dragged too wide. And then when Inekwe came on, we looked a lot more solid defensively. So you could put that down to experience at the mm. back as well. But like we're saying with the whole Matic playing as a wing back, I think he can do it if he get uh, to get forward. He is... 
sort of quick enough. But I think he panics trying to get back. And mm. I think that's one reason he gave the penalty away because he was coming, trying to come back to defend from being in an advanced position and then just panicked and just gave the penalty away. Mm. So that might be one reason we've signed Ferguson because when he came on, it were a lot better down that left-hand side. Mm. Matic has not got has got that in him where he'll just do something really stupid that doesn't make sense to anybody else, but he's just panicked and done it. <laughs> um, like, like when he um, nutted... Ivan Tony, a couple of seasons. Ago. Yeah, that's true. It, it was just doing what we all wanted to do, though, weren't it? To be fair, he just lived. It was yeah. a dream. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't even think that was yellow, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Shane Ferguson. Let's talk about Shane Ferguson. Uh, Mick, it's a solid player. He's one of them players I've been fully aware of for a while. He's played for Northern Ireland. I watched. I like not watching Northern Ireland play. Their internationals are very entertaining. He's a typical Northern Irish player for me. He would be very, very, very hard working, pretty good technically. He, he ticks a lot of uh, he ticks, ticks a lot of the Rotherham United boxes in terms of what we want in that type of player. Yeah, and one of, one of the things he ticked, one of the boxes he ticks that you've not mentioned there is experience. Mm. Um, you know, he's thirty years old, so he's, he's still sort of he's still just about at the peak of his career in terms of fitness. He's, he's got quite a few years ahead of him uh, to play. But he's got that experience, the international experience, the, the, the championship experience as well. Um, and that, that's valid because we have got a reasonably young squad. You know, with mm. the exception of, of Woody and maybe Joe Matic, everybody else, they're pretty young, really. There's not, you know, so, so, so that, that's certainly going to benefit us. And if he fits the mould, um, which it sounds like he does very much so from his, from his, from his past experience, then, um, then yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, good, good signing, good signing, and and uh, you know it might remove a little, little bit of that panic that we've not spent millions yet. So yeah, it's free transfer, Danny, and it's, it, it, so he played left wing back against Rochdale. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he came on in the second half, um, improved the left side a lot, a lot more, um, and. I know, I know it sounds bad, but he's a lot shorter than I thought he was going to be. Not wrong with that. Because you, I, look, I watched his uh, his interview, and it's like he it could be quite a tall bloke, but he's mm. more of a compact player. He's definitely more of a um, a left side of midfielder than he is uh, left back mm. like, in terms of body shape and uh, mm. and his pace. But on on the left side, he did really well. He got into good areas. Uh, he put. A lot of good balls in the box, including the uh, the free kick, which Icky headed in. Uh, and then in the Harrogate game, we started and was a threat down the left side again. So he might be um, possibly a starting left sider and then Miller comes on for him and, or mm. vice versa. So I'm just looking forward to see what he does in League One. And like Mick says, he's got experience. He's got... Uh, a lot of experience in the championship. He's got a bit of experience in League One with Millwall, and then topped up with being an international and a bit of Premier League experience too. So mm. it was quite an exciting player, and let's see what he does. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy about that. His first real sign. I was know we got um, mm. the third choice keeper who did play against Harrogate, which is our first real signing. Um, it takes, like Danny says, Ben. It takes pressure off Warney a little bit. Because before that, you're getting a lot of worry. A lot of worry. I suppose to an extent it's fair that we haven't signed anybody. But, it's, but the, again, it's a sign that's ticked every box. 
but the thing is, I don't, I don't understand this norm of you have to sign players. You don't. If you, if the manager is happy, you don't have to. There's this norm of feeling like you have to go out and sign players, and it's just that's just. Do you know what I mean? It's just not yeah. right. Yeah. It's it's weird. I don't get it. Um, if you sign one player and we go up. No one's I, mean, I don't. I don't think we're finished. So, I I don't care. If he's happy with the squad, he's been with the squad long enough mm. that he's happy with the squad. So, I yeah, I'm not worried at all. You're you're right, Ben. It is a norm, and 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 you know, you, you all these clubs and you see sports all the social media about you know we've signed so and so, we've signed this, we've made this sign, we've made that sign. Clubs don't learn. You don't have like Ben says. You don't have to make all these signings. But just because you come into a bit of money or whatever, you splash it all over the place. You start splashing cash and buying players for the sake of buying it. If, if, if Paul Warren and his team have proved anything, is that they are meticulous in the research that they do. And yeah, they're going to make some mistakes. Yeah, they're going to sign some howlers because that's just the that's the nature of the beast. But they ain't going to be you know they ain't going to be signing 150 players, 67 of which are howlers like Steve Evans did. You know what I mean? Thing they're, is, they're well, going to do the research how- and work. When they do sign howlers, it's not going to lose club five million. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Ben on this definitely. You know, if we'd not signed anybody, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be running around the street screaming and shouting and panicking, um, because I put my trust in them. I, I, I trust them. I trust them to do what, what's right for the club. I, th- I think there's a basis of a, of, a, of a really good team. You've got probably ten to fourteen players there who are very good League One players. Beyond that, we lack a lot of depth. You, you look at the, the teams mm. that played against Rochdale Harrogate, there were a lot of kids. And it's a good sign that we're playing kids. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. But if we came, got to day one of the season and this was what we had, we we're already showing how weak we are in defence and not performance-wise, depth-wise. We've got Tilton, Angus McDonald out and we're going to struggle. I, I, Icky came off against Harrogate we were, with uh, we're feeling his groin. I assume it's nothing. I assume it was precautionary. But all it takes is something like that, and we are deep in the mire in terms of, is, in terms of depth. How is how is there so many injuries? I don't there we know. Go. It's a it's a non-contact sport. I, uh, it's just it baffles me how many injuries there is. I don't know. What we'll, 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 I'd like to do one day is get a sports scientist on and a physio with you, and then we can talk about it with you. Because I don't yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Players do get injured, don't they? Yeah, but like it's a non-contact sport. Like, how did it get so many injuries? I don't. Yeah, but you don't. You don't. You, you don't pull your groin and you don't pull your hamstring from contact. Yeah, but how, how are they? It's so many. That sort of baffle. It's just. It makes me. Well, I don't know. It's too so many. It'd be the and same people. And we and we don't know what Angus Mendel's injury is yet. That's still been kept. We don't know what Tilt's injury is yet. It was back on field again today. I have, he was back on today. Yeah. It's really cross that Paul Warren described it as a severe hamstring injury when it's not so yeah. I'm not cross, I'm just baffled. <laughs> I, I can't figure out why and it's name. He sent a strongly worded email to the club expressing his disgust. Um we're short, we're short in depth in a few areas. Central midfield, Bandan Bale is just going to be a superb midfielder in the league. One, Jimmy Lindsay is going to be a superb. Beyond that, we then look, we then, we then look, we look, weak. 
Why? Yeah, Wiles. Yeah, we look. There's no. There's no depth there. At right, right hand side of defence. You've got Wes Arden. That's it. At minute, he's playing five at back. He's playing five at back. You can um, play wing backs, aren't you? Yeah, but you're still lacking in numbers, aren't you? And that's all I'm saying. I'm not worried in terms of those four, let's say, 14 first team players. I have no worries about their quality. They're top for me. They could get us into top six. But all it takes is a COVID out, a COVID outbreak where a couple of players get COVID, and they're out. They're out for ten days. You know, a stupid red card, which Woody might do by tripping a player over or something like that. We need a few more points. Dramatic headbutting somebody again. You know. <laughs> that's that's the, that's the only thing that's worrying me. There's no quality issues at the minute. It's just a depth issue. Yeah. But again, you're right. You're right. What you said, Mick, it's got to be the right sign. I don't want to see and bring in five players who are clearly not going to play. They're just bodies. They've got to give something to the team. Uh, but that makes it difficult because we've got a good team. So to then improve upon what we've got and not make them just numbers for the sake of numbers is difficult. Um, adding to the mix it's the strangest and quietest transfer window that literally anybody's ever seen it's just yeah nobody's got any it's money. interesting that's why well, exactly that's why <laughs> nobody's got any money it's still waiting for it to filter down this ben, the ben White Arsenal Ben White to, to Brighton's going to have a big impact because then Brighton will sign a couple of players from Championship for a bit of money then that'll filter down to League One it's just a matter of filtering down and waiting for it to happen uh, Covid's really really not helped other than Ipswich and Wigan, I don't think many people have signed anybody in this league. And the only reason they've signed people is because they've got new owners who've injected money into them. It's like um, <clears throat> we saw the rumblings on Twitter of all the Ipswich fans going, "Oh, Matt Crooks is going to come to us because we can pay mo- we can pay more money than you." And it's like, lads, it's not about who can pay the most money. That's not how well. Yeah. It's not how football at this level works, anyway. Mm. Because Ipswich yeah. have been splashing the cash for however many seasons, and they still finished tenth. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the reason they have to spend money because they've been finishing tenth, well, around tenth season after season, whereas we've come down, brought in the right players, and gone back up again. Mm. So, and I know people like to have a go at our recruitment side of things, but you have to admit it works for League One. Oh yeah, you know, it's like it's like last time in League One we brought in about what was it, twelve players. We lost, we lost 17 like and brought in 12, something yeah. like that. But we've come down this time and the only players we've lost are the ones we've released, loans going back, and then Clark and potentially Crooks. So that's not a, a big issue. Like you say, we've yeah. got quality in this team that we've been able to keep together so far, but we just need to just back it up with people who will not only improve the team and challenge them to do better themselves, but also... If one of the starters gets injured, we've got a good re- uh, we've got a good backup at the same time. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And to be fair, you know, I tell you something else as well. You look at some of the big names that have gone from our club over the last last couple of three seasons. Bear in mind, we are Rotherham United. We've all supported Rotherham United for a long, long, long time. We are now selling players for million pound plus money. We've never done that. We've never been close to that. We've never been close mm. to even half that in the past. But we're, we're selling players for two million pounds, two and a half million quid, a million and a bit possibly for Matt Crooks, it sounds, it sounds like. Plus we're putting sell-on fees in there as well. You know, this is not Rotherham United territory. This has never been Rotherham United territory. And the only reason it is, is because of the work that's been done at the club by, by Paul Warren and his team. Look at the loan players that have come out as well. 
You've got Vodak, <laughs> who's a Premier League goalkeeper. Yeah. Izzy Brown, yes. who should have gone on to do greater things. He's but... his mm. Achilles again, hasn't he? I know. Oh, God. He should have gone, gone to play Premier League, uh, starting in Premier League. Kiefer Moore yeah. scored in the mid-tournament a couple of weeks back. Semi Ajayi were one of our loans. Do you know what I mean? Initially, yeah. Like, mm. this has got such a good uh, system. It's, it's imagined. I, I can't speak for history because I'm quite young. But like, it, it doesn't sound like we were like this in the past. Like, I'm glad I no. was born when I was born. No, we weren't. We weren't. Um, no. and, and, you know, it's it's really, really important. But this, this, is, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. If if we can maintain the culture that we've got at this club and the staff and, and, and the core of the staff that we've got there, this is just the beginning. And I mean, the, the last eight years have been fantastic for the most part. You know, it's certainly been a roller coaster, literally. Um, but this is the beginning, I'm telling you now, while ever these people remain in charge. Okay, I like positivity, mate. Um, Come on. <laughs> We might as well talk about Crooks. I've mentioned him. Um, the fee is rumoured to be around, around 1.5 million in total. And you've got to assume there'll be an add on in there because there always is when it comes to Roman selling players. Um, it, on paper, it sounds like it's not a lot of money, but you've got to bear in mind this in the last year's contract. COVID has, massive, has had a massive impact on valuation of players. If you, if you take COVID out of this situation, you, you get at least another half a million for Crooks. But you've got to take that into account. It's all right saying, well, I'll just don't sell him then. That's that'd be silly to do that, um, and it's not. Not only would it not, probably not be right for Rotherham, it would certainly wouldn't be right for the player to turn it down for, for a few hundred grand. And I think I think it's the club do right by their players as well as the club. More importantly, the club obviously. Um, but that um, Danny one point five ish um, is the rumor. Do you think that's well, that, based on what you just said? Do you think that's about value? Um, I'd, I'd say, given the current time, I'd say, yeah, it's about right. I mean, we could have uh, sold Cruxy for similar money to we did with Volks um, when we got about two and a half million for him. So without COVID, it could be as high as that. But, <clears throat> you know, it's um, it, it, it's a decent profit for us at the end of the day because I think he's got a 20% sell on at Northampton. Mm. So we could end up owing them about about 250,000. So we're looking at maybe about a 900,000 profit on Crooks from a player who was not the best at Northampton and, you know, not really that much of a, of a star man, shall we say, a bit like Michael Smith. But we've like moulded him into this player who's, who's big and powerful, but he's also good on the ball. He's good at going forward. He's good at getting back. So we've, we've moulded him into this into this player who we paid 200k for into a one and a half million player and i think that um is quite a um <clears throat> a good showing for our ethos as a club you know we, we're a club who've got a record transfer uh, payment of four hundred thousand for ladipo but a record selling of two and a half million so for a club of our that size of our size with big clubs around us that really shows how well this team is doing. Mm. Um, but for Crooks going to Middlesbrough, potentially, I think it's the right move for him, personally. He's still in Yorkshire. He's still got his local connections. He's a very Warnock-style player, in my opinion, is Crooks. So mm. I think it's just it's perfect for him. Well, Colin will love him, won't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he will love him. 
Yeah. <laughs> It does. I, I like it. It does. It does. It, it likes buying players of us, mate, doesn't it? Every yeah. time we go down, just on sides a couple of couple. Oh, Rodham got going. I'll spend a yeah. couple of million quid on them. It's <laughs> it's just it just loves Rodham that much. He just wants all our players. Gift that keeps giving, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, st- I'm still holding that hope. He's going to send Lewis Wing back the other way as a, as a loanee as well, or or something. Um, but there's been no rumours on that, so that's just me holding on hope. I think. Which is yeah, a shame. Oh, I'm going to be amazing, though. Yeah. I read the other day that he's a free agent now. I, th- I thought his contract was... No, next year. Next year. He's right. one year left. Right. If we go back, if we go up, I don't see why he wouldn't want to come back. Depends, well, depends what happens in this summer, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this yeah. season, sorry. Uh, I don't think... He's not, he's not going to play under Warnock, the wing. And that's the thing. If he's you not don't want to play... Player. He's not all a Warnock player. He's not all... He's, he's too... He's, he's too much silent ball. Too much of a star. Yeah. If that makes sense. It, it too, like too much of a star. Whether he is, whether he is, on, one is one is talked about that. Where it's not, it looks a bit like it, but I don't think he is actually ego type. I don't, he clearly isn't. He wouldn't, he wouldn't come to come in first place, would he? Um, but on, I can see it looks like that on the pitch. You know, when you see Lewis Wing play football, it looks like a typical ego driven football because <laughs> that's just how he plays the game. But it's clearly not, that's clearly not the case. So I say otherwise. It, it, one is not going to sign somebody who was just in it for himself, is it? Let's be right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, back to Crooks. Um, ben, Ben is touched on it there, but from the player he was when he came in, it, he's now a championship player. He is a bona fide championship player. For, uh, what do you reckon? <coughs> We're just a battering man when he came in, Venice. Yeah. He weren't technically half the player he is. He just, it was just tall. You know what I mean? He could tall and he just got a bat. Uh, I think it, it shows what our um, most of that training and uh, coaching abilities can do. Yeah, I think 1.5 is uh, generous. I mean, like generous for them, not for us. I don't, I don't think yeah. it estimates his value, but you know I mean, it's certain situations. Uh, but And we went down as well. I think if we'd have stayed up, that had another half a million. COVID, probably another half a million, million. So, given mm. the circumstances, can't really complain with walking away, walking away with 900 grand profit, can you? So. No. And what times when we could do it cash. <laughs> There's another way of putting it. Ah, yeah. um, I remember his debut, Mick, uh, against Leeds United in uh, what, 2019, something like that. And he came on, touched the ball, it went three yards in front of him, but just, just, just for good measure, he cleaned out one of Leeds players. Absolutely clattered him, and it was just like here we go. I don't care if he can, if he's any good at football. If he's going to tackle like that, we've got a play area, and it's just it went from strength yeah. to strength. You, you mentioned uh, before before we started recording. Uh, you, you messaged me earlier on about thinking about some some of our favourite moments with Matt Crooks. Well, that's mine. That hundred <laughs> percent. That that one tackle. Just that, that just sums him up. It just sums him up. You know, he's he's full of heart, he's full of passion, he's full of strength. And now, now having spent two years here with, with, with Paul Warren and his team, he's also full of ability as well. He's now a Booker Gen championship footballer. No no oh, question what? about that. Genuine. Pucker Gen? Ah. Is that an old it's an old man phrase, clearly. Genuine, 
and championship footballer. Answers on a postcard if you've ever heard that before. <laughs> you want to know what a postcard is, will you? I don't no. know what postcard is. Come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased for him. Pleased for him. I, I, for, for what it's worth, I don't think it's enough. Uh, but under the circumstances, I think it's probably all you can expect for, yeah. for all the reasons you discussed. Do we have a favourite goal, Ben? Do you have, a, do you have a other moment, favourite goal from Crooks? Because he's scored a fair few goals, to be fair. Um, I think that one against Luke Swansea uh, when we lost in that. That were a good goal, that. Uh, I just remember coming to... From sort of behind keeper, when it? sort of yeah. came... Uh, defender, sorry. Yeah. We're not edge at box volley, weren't it? That's what I mean, but he sort of had to come yeah. across defender to... I'm like, oh, don't shoot that. I'm shoot sure that. their keeper pulled up a world day against him and all in second half. Yeah. But I just think he's... I hope he doesn't shoot because he's going out of the stand. And he just went in back of net. I thought, wow. <laughs> he doesn't, when he shoots, especially when he first got here, it looks like, well, this is... This is <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. it was a man in the head, do you know what I mean? And then he just goes in the bottom corner. Um mm. but that's one of the one because that, that would have probably kept us up if we won that game. Well I can't that believe you've reminded me of that game again. God, here we go. <laughs> it every, it's virtually every podcast, Ben. <laughs> I yeah, after no. that, to be honest, after that game walking back. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good day. Yeah, it wasn't a good day, but it was nice weather. Um yeah, um, Danny, favourite Crooksy moment goal? What, what do you think? Um, I'll do one for goal and one for moment, but the moment's sort of a goal anyway. Anyway, <laughs> um, favourite goal was against Gillingham in um, miles out. Yeah, from miles because we uh, I was on the um, the scaffolding stand. It's meant to be a temporary stand, but it's just scaffolding and seats. <laughs> yeah, um, and. We were all sat on there and Crooksy picks up the ball from, I can't remember who it was, who flicked it past one of their defenders. And he just starts running with it and we're all going, keep running with it. And he just hits it and it's like, no, oh, it's gone in. And it's nuts. <laughs> um, but my favourite moment has to be when he scored against Lincoln because that's after the whole Jordan Sinner uh, thing happened. And you could just see how much it meant to him. Because all, all mm. the fans in the away end are going nuts and he just collapses because it meant so much to him. So for me, that's my favourite moment, uh, Crooksy moment, because you just saw the sheer emotion on him. And I think that's one reason why he'll always remember Rotherham United because the Jordan Sinner thing happened and he was able to craft this whole uh, charity idea behind it with the um, with the shirts that have Sinner mm. 25 on them. At the foundation, and then that goal happened. So that's Crooksy for me. That that generous bloke. Yeah. Be, a lot of, be a lot of heart and emotion. Yeah, absolutely. We could talk about his football ability all day, but it's the stuff he's done off the field, with the stuff he's gone through while at Rotherham United, um, the strength he had to show to come back. What we a few days after playing Ipswich game was one of the most. As a fan watching him play, it, it took a toll emotionally. I could only imagine how how he pulled himself through to play that game. But it was obviously very important to him, and the, the, like you said, the stuff he's done through the Johnson at Foundation will live on as well. It's it's leaving mm. us, but it's, it's something we'll all support forever because his Matt Crooks is is our player. It, although he's leaving us, he will always be a Rugby United player in our heart, in you know our minds and things like that. So I'm going to miss Crooks. I love I love a lot about him. I'm going I'm going to miss him. Uh, but it's football in it. These these things happen. Yeah. Players leave. Um, 
and I'm sure what, I'm sure they've got something lined up to come in uh, going forward. So let's move on to transfer incomings. Uh, we've mentioned Shane Ferguson. Um, we had a trialist against um, Harrogate. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the Twitter detectives do their work, Danny. <laughs> I such enjoyed it. It's him. It's him. It's him. No, it's him. And finally, Paul Day with, with, with the uh, Bobby Bobby Kamwa um, yeah. from Leeds United trialist under twenty three. Uh, he did okay for me. I don't. I don't think he did anything outstanding, but it looked strong, decent on ball, quick. It looked like there was something there. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look out of place mm. on our on our front line. Um, it was one of them plays where he look, it sort of looks like a perfect backup up front to Smith, you know, because mm. we've got the towering forward that holds it up, then we've got the nippy forward that runs past him and and then picks up the loose ball. And I think the reason he didn't really um, do anything exceptional is because I've been told that he just turned up on the day and, and basically yeah. said, right, I'm playing for Rotherham. So to say he's done that and then got 66 minutes and he's played really well, he, he must be some player at least. Mm. Just to have that ability, um, but no, I, I thought he did. He, he did really well, and it was just a shame that he didn't get a assist and a goal because that would have just mm. capped it off, really, for me. Yeah, it would. Um, I spoke to Odin, oh, from Northern Monkeys, he's a Leeds fan, big Leeds fan, and he knows nothing about him, so he was completely useless. I thought I'd give him a mention of yeah, how useless he was to my research on him. Um, I have been able to get a bit of research on him right. from uh, Russ Vernon because he's. He watches a lot of Leeds under twenty threes matches, and he says last season in the Premier League two, is it mm. for their under twenty threes? He played eleven times, three of which were sub appearances, and he scored twice uh, during their season where they won the league. So he's um, he's in and around Leeds under twenty threes, but you never know. A mat eleven might do him good at a, a club like ours. Definitely, it's, it's that age, Mick, 22-year-old, needs to go play competitive football. They did, like, like Danny mentioned, they did go win Premier League 2, which is the effect of the reserve league for Premier League teams. But there's no substitute for playing professional football, especially at the League 1. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's from Cameroon as well, isn't it? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. And, and Cameroon have, have, have got some pedigree, really, you well, know, yeah. in terms of producing some uh, some cracking footballers. Um and, and, and graft us hard work, hard working footballers, which will fit that warning mould as well. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I spoke to uh, my sort of Legion United contact, who, uh, who I work with, and he'd never heard anything either. So, yeah, I mean, now on that on that basis, I'm not convinced that um, you know he's uh, he's done a massively good job, but he's a young lad, he's a young lad, and uh, and that would suggest he's mouldable as well, wouldn't it? So. Mm. We'll see. See what happens with that one. It's it's one to watch, isn't it? Um, I'm sure there'll be some more irons in fire as well. We'll see. Yeah, um, Ben, I'm going to interrupt you yawning. Uh, sorry for keeping you up, mate. Jesus. <laughs> Anything to add on Bobby Camwa, uh, trialist? Uh, so I'll, I'll recap for you, mate. You've been asleep, clearly. Nah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't got a Leeds contact. I feel a bit left out, uh, but uh, what position does he play? What position does he play? Striker. He has been asleep. Oh, striker. Sorry, yeah, no, no, striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, I mean, two goals in eleven games uh, for Leeds. He's not the best, but then again, Premier League weren't the Premier League. uh, Two. We're playing against Premier League under nine, under twenty-three as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
That's good. I think the reason that you know I'm saying uh, people Leeds fans might not have heard is because they're in the Premier League, and you know what I mean. They're not really paying attention to under twenty three because they're in. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to go down that far. Uh, but I mean, if he's Bielsa, if he's playing for a Bielsa team, then he can't be too bad. Or Bielsa uh, club <laughs> can't be. Yeah. You know I mean, can't be uh, too bad, can you? Yeah. Can't be too dumb, too football dumb. Yeah, he's got he's got a year left in his contract at Leeds, so I I don't know. It's interesting. He's only on, he's only on trial. He did he did only play one game. He is on trial for a few days. If he plays against Grimsby on Saturday, I think that tells us there is a serious interest. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see if he plays that game or not. Um, the other, the only other transfer room I'm seeing at the minute, and it's a strong one, is a Sean Rooney one from St Johnston. Uh, we put a £200,000 bid in a, probably a month or so ago, maybe a bit less than that, which was pushed back by St Johnston. I think they initially wanted about double that, maybe maybe slightly more than double that. Um, but again, according to Paul Davis, they've seriously softened their uh, transfer stance. I assume the players asked for a move, that's unofficially, but that that that's to, to drop the valuation down by so much says to me something else, something's changed. Um, and again, rumour is they want about 250,000, which we've been putting our bid up about 50k. Uh, is right back double uh, two cup winners last season in the Scottish League Cup, Scottish, Scottish FA Cup, so it's had a good season. Um, it's interesting, mate. We're nipping to the Scottish League, same with Jamie Lindsay, same with Will Volks. Um, it gets a lot of criticisms of the Scottish League, and rightly so, because at times it is absolute dog meat. Yeah. But there is clearly some good players up there, and this could be another one because St. Johnson fans are, look really disappointed he's going to leave. Yeah, there's, um, it certainly ruffled a few feathers in uh, St. Johnson's um, fan base, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously some gems up there. Clearly, there are, as there are in every league. Uh, no matter what the you know, no matter what the the sort of uh, the, the footballing level, um, so I, I I know nothing about the, about the guy to be honest. I, I genuinely don't, um, and and all I can do, like I, like I keep saying, if they think he's the right man, I'm happy. That'll do me. Uh, mm. And if he comes in and he's not, then then we can start to criticise it, perhaps maybe. But but now I mean, let's if 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 they if they valued him at four hundred k. And, and now they're willing to come back, come down that far, then it's it's probably going to be a done deal, isn't it? Yeah, I'd be amazed if it's not. Um, Danny, any other transfer rumours that you've heard? Okay. Uh, that is literally all I've heard so far, those uh, Rooney. Um, yeah, the uh, the Sean Rooney one does seem to be gathering a bit of pace now, because I remember when um, <clears throat> when the rumour first broke and the whole thing of we offered 200k, because um, this, this guy who I know, um, on Twitter, it was up in Scotland. I think he's a, a Hamilton fan, hmm. um, and he and he was talking to me about it, saying there's no way you'll get him for that low because he's worth at least double, if not, <clears throat> if not maybe five hundred, six hundred k. Um, and got a little bit annoyed with him because of the Euros, but we'll leave that there. <laughs> um, and to say, uh, St. Johnson have dropped it down to if if he gets two hundred and fifty, you can have him. When it's gone from six hundred to three hundred to two fifty, it's a bit. There's something happened there. Mm. Like maybe he's heard of the interest and he's like, "I want to go and try me look in England." I don't know. But one rumor I have seen that's, that's like fizzling nicely on the stove is um, 
I think it's Connor Coventry at West Ham. I've heard that one, you're right, yeah. Yeah, it, there's a rumour he might be coming in on loan to fill in our midfield, potentially, if Crooksy leaves. So that, that'll be interesting to see. Young, hungry player, needs a bit of match experience. It's uh, It's gone well with Premier League teams in the past. It's also gone very, uh, very <laughs> poorly. Um, not to mention names, but we all know what I mean. Um, so it, it'd be interesting to see if that pays off. Same with Sean Rooney, because if he comes in... He's a right back, so does that mean he'd play in the back four and Harding's uh, the, the wing back in a back five? Will that change the system? I'm, I'm not sure, but if he's coming in as adequate, if not matching back up, then fair, fair play, good bit of business. And for that yeah. amount of money, it's just following the same suit as uh, Volks and Lindsay. Bring him in cheap, develop him, and like with Volks, is our record transfer, lack of setback I've mentioned. Uh, and Lindsay's done well, so hopefully it's another gem from Scotland. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a saleable yeah, point, Ben, <laughs> as well, isn't it? Because it's been, it's been frozen. Ben and Mick have frozen. Fantastic. Um, in the back. I'll come to you, Dad, until they come back. It's a saleable <laughs> asset for us. It's all, our, our transfer history of bringing people in and moving them on is almost as valuable as any player we've got, because we can say, right, if, that's part of the process. You can say, right, we've got Will Volks. He's he almost got it Premier League. We've brought in Jimmy Lindsay. He's had a fantastic year in, in Championship. Come down to us. It's brilliant here. Yeah. I think uh, Ben's back. He's gone and hit the router and he's come back. <laughs> <laughs> he's broke his other wrists. Yeah, I'll ask you now, mate. This is, this is Go on then. Okay. Um, I was just saying the fact we've brought in several players from Scotland and it's worked out recently is a really good saleable point for something like Sean Rooney. Sean Rooney will be talking, you know, the footballs are quite a small community. He will probably, if he doesn't know Jimmy Lindsay and people like that, he'll have a way of speaking to them and think, well, what's this like? You know, you, he's clearly enjoying himself, Lindsay, and he's successful. These, these are all good points to club to want to come to a club like us. Well, I think everyone knows that Scottish football is uh, not the best of quality, but it's very physical, uh, which League One is, and is yeah. kind of the football we play, um, especially Volks and Lindsay, uh, who, you know what I'm saying, kind of use that as a strength against other people, especially Volks. I mean, you know what I mean? Uh, and Lindsay, that I'm not my special Volks. So, so Lindsay, Lindsay's like a terrier, isn't he? Yeah. If uh, if he wants to come in and you know, have a scrap and push some people off at ball, then why not? I don't think that'll fit in the three-five-two or five-three-two no. or whatever you want to call it. I don't think that's the type of football that works well in that system. But if you want to play a four-four-two, go nice and English and get a bit physical, then I'm all for it. Honestly. Yeah, it's interesting to me. They won two cups last year, as I mentioned, St Johnston. So if he comes towards, he's giving up European football. Uh, from from St Johnston, which is really interesting. Yeah, but it, 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 European you, you football can, they only get smashed like ten 0 every game, aren't they? It's European football. True, that's true. Um, but like, it, it, I like that. It, it shows intent for if if it all comes through, that shows intent for the player that he thinks we're going somewhere. Um, yeah, definitely. Which I like. Um, so, yeah, we've got a couple more friendlies coming up. To finish off the friendly schedule, we've got Grimsby Town on Saturday, Newcastle on Tuesday, and Middlesbrough on Friday. So, Matt Crooks will get a welcome back next Friday. Um, 
me and Mick have got tickets for the Newcastle game. Uh, I, I can't go to the Middlesbrough game. I'm away for that one. Um, Danny, what are your plans for all these remaining friendlies? Um, I've got me... Hang on. Got me Grimsby ticket at the Reggie. <laughs> um, and just need to get Newcastle Milgrove sorted. And, yeah, I'm going to everyone that I can. Mm. So excited. I can't, I can't wait to get back on Tuesday. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a good crowd. Hopefully, they'll. I assume we're going to let away fans in. We're not going to do a Harrogate and just say people can't come in. So, hopefully, it'll be a real decent a decent atmosphere for a friendly. Just, just to go on to the topic of Harrogate, I've got a bone to pick with them because yeah. I, I can sort of understand why they didn't let away fans in because of this whole thing of a red zone that's appeared because of COVID. Mm. Uh, but I think it's like space around where the players are. I think that's what the red zone is. Right, okay. Um, but, and I, and I get, and like with going to Rochdale, from going to Rochdale to Harrogate in consecutive days, it could be like, all right, that might be a spreading risk. Mm. But how come, like, a few, a few, like, I think it was like within the hour before the game kicked off, we had Sunderland tweet out saying, away tickets for Harrogate now on sale. It's a bit, yeah. you know, the, why, why is that then? Yeah, you know, it's it a bit, sense mm. to me. It does seem really strange. I don't understand it. Um, and then we get to pay tenner to watch the game. You can watch yeah. it. Yeah, is it? Yeah, you pay tenner. Um, the camera angle was one of the worst camera angles I've ever seen at a football <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, there was no replay, so I missed all three goals because I because I looked at my phone for one minute and missed third goal, and there was no replay. Um, so I didn't I didn't see that. Um, yeah, really disappointing from Harry. But overall, disappointing. I don't want to. We're not, we're not here to dig at other clubs particularly. No. But I think no, overall but, that was quite poor. Yeah, and when you've got a uh, a camera angle that when it's going to the far side of the pitch, all you can see is railings and then one side of the goal here. It, yeah. it's, it's a bit... Could have, could have run a bit better for a 10-quid game. Bear in mind we were paying 10-quid to watch a relegation scrap in the Championship. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure they don't care what we think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if I get a um, message from someone at Harrogate going, that's a bit unfair. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we're gonna wrap up there this week. I think I think we've covered just about everything we can cover for now. Um, so we will be back probably similar time next week uh, after certainly after the Newcastle game, probably before the Middlesbrough game. Is our aim for next week, and then the week leading up to the uh, season, we'll get probably get two or three episodes out like that week. Get see if we can get some proper reviews done from a few different people, see if we can mix it up uh, in the week leading up, and then when the season starts, we'll, we'll let you know what that is as and when. Uh, in the meantime, you can always check out NewYorkTalk.co.uk. Uh, we've got today's match reports when you watch the games are up there. Uh, we'll have a few things in the next week from Lewis Oldham, uh, who's got something in the pipeline about Victor Johansson. Uh, coming up in the next week or so. Uh, Lewis will be joining us for the next episode as well. He'll be back. Uh, he'll be with us making his debut for the next episode. It, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> Keep your phone uh, on, we'll... Danny. <laughs> that will do, <laughs> don't worry. Look <laughs> <laughs> it off um, Lewis, come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, I can't wait to get back with my fellow Millers fans on Tuesday back at New York, under the lights, eventually. I uh, hope it's not this hot, otherwise. <laughs> I don't worry for it. <laughs> I've um, re released yeah. some information today about um, getting back into the grounds and, and everything else. And I have noticed that I've not seen anything in there, I've read it a couple of times, I've not seen anything in there about 
uh, these COVID passports and everything else, you know, having to prove that you had a negative test, none of this stuff is included in there. So hopefully that will continue. Um, I, do, I, I understand you, you have to have a microchip implanted into the back of your skull uh, so that they can monitor your every move and make sure that you don't. But other than that, I think I think we'll all be fine. So um, Yeah, they won't, they won't be able to wear masks, don't they? Not while you're sitting down, but while you're moving around. It's the request on the website, yeah. uh, which is, for me, fair enough. I'm sure some people won't like yeah. it, but that's fine by me. Um, so... Yeah, thank you all for listening. Please subscribe to iTunes and YouTube. If you want to watch us on YouTube, you can always get us on there. Like the video, if you please. Well, give us a five-star rating wherever you're watching and listening, please. Um, ben, it's been a pleasure. I know we've kept you up longer than normal. That's why the yawns came in. Um, you won't be with us next week, will you, Ben, because you're off training? Uh, what day? We'll talk about this afterwards. I'll be late, but we will. Yeah. Um, Mick, you'll always be here. Might be, might not be. Who knows? Uh, uh, yeah, I will be, yeah. Okay, cheers. Oh, am I kidding? <laughs> and Danny, appreciate you doing this again. This last minute job, but we appreciate you doing this again, mate, and we'll uh, yeah, no certainly see you back on you very, very soon. Yeah, no worries. Always happy to jump on this and fill in where I can. Cheers, mate. And thank you all for listening. Like I said, we really do really appreciate it. And we'll keep some stuff coming up in the next few weeks. And we'll see you very soon. Cheers, guys. Bye.